Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes that is better. It just tastes so damn good. Stargrove. Wolfman's gone hard. Here, mommy. Here's Johnny. Thou art the one. Slap! Star Child. What the hell did we just watch? The All American Spook Show Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the All American Spook Show Horror Podcast. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined here with my friends Donnie. Hey. And the professor's smoke. Uh, Will couldn't be with us this week. He's on assignment, which is uh, which sucks here for the month of October. But it is what it is. You know, we got we got things. We all got things we got to do, and vacations, and this, that, and the other. So we're just trying to make sure we don't uh, uh, miss our deadlines here for all the episodes we got. You know, every Monday, and, and uh, so we're just going ahead and troopering on without him today. But uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, the winner of the September Patreon poll. We gave three choices, The Midnight Hour, Trick or Treats, and Hack-O-Lantern. And the winner was Hack-O-Lantern, 1988. Now, I know this one was like a uh, basically a direct-to-video movie. I'm pretty sure The Midnight Hour was, right? Was Trick or Treats a video movie, or did that see a, a theatrical release that you know of, Smoke? I'm not 100% on it, but I do believe it did have somewhat of a theatrical release. I don't... I, pretty sure it wasn't straight to video yeah but i don't have the uh you know if it was a limited run or anything like that. i know it was shot on film and i know a lot of movies shot on film they try to get to the theaters at least during that time so <laughs> not all of them made it but i'm pretty sure that one did have somewhat of a run yeah i was just curious if all three of them were video releases but this one was for sure and uh i know pretty sure the midnight hour was as well so um so, such a lot of movies a ton of movies in the 80s and early 90s where uh, that's where kind of the direct-to-video uh, market kind of started, right? You know, like they weren't f- shooting stuff on film so much anymore, doing movies cheaper and shooting them on, uh, uh, you know, shooting them with, uh, digitally or whatever with video. So uh, that was yeah. the, the times were changing, and they were making things cheaper that way and able to crank them out a lot faster. But um, So this is another one of those from that time period. Um so I guess before we get into the uh, uh, the usual stuff, I'll, I'll throw out the usual information. You can uh, contact us on email at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com if you've got any comments, suggestions, uh, you know, if you want to tell Donnie to fuck off, whatever, that's where you do it. Yep, um, that's other where places, do it. <laughs> Other places to tell us where to fuck off are Twitter, at AA Spook Show, Instagram, Facebook, Slasher App. You should be able to find us on all of those by searching for All American Spook Show. Of course, we got our YouTube channel, where uh, here throughout the month of October, we've been going live on Wednesday nights with de- uh, live editions of Deadline Horror News. Um, I think those have been going pretty well. We'll see if we continue doing that past October. But at least at the end of the month, we're going to be doing those live every Wednesday night over on our YouTube channel. But usually, Deadline Horror News can be found there on the channel, on the YouTube channel, every Thursday. So either way, either come back, you know, come live for, uh, you know, uh, Come, come to the YouTube channel for the live version on Wednesday night or just come back Thursday or any point in time. You can uh, catch up those. That's all there on our YouTube channel. Every Tuesday, 
over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Show. We have a new video mini-sode guaranteed, and that's uh, the, the special attraction there is the library of the professor where Smoke will take something from his library and we'll just, you know he'll talk about it. We discuss it, whatever. you know He gives us ratings. It's always a fun time to be had. Those videos are uploaded every Tuesday over on Patreon. And, of course, if you become a patron, you can also get these podcast episodes early. You'll be listening to them before the masses. Uh, the podcast comes out every Monday at 6 p.m. East, but usually we get the podcast up on the feed there on Patreon day two all the way up to four or five days early uh, over on Patreon. So patreon.com slash Show. Come see all the fun bonus stuff that we put up there. Lots of fun to be had. Um, you get to vote every month on uh, what a movie that we're going to be watching next month. And this month's poll, the October poll, uh, so this will be for a movie that we're going to be watching in November. We've got three big choices this month. I, I guess we kind of figured to do it up a little bit bigger because it's October, so we're going to give you some better choices than trick-or-treats or hack-o'-lantern and stuff like that. So, And it also will kind of probably loosely start off a new series run for us because, you know, we went through, you know, The Devil's Rejects, that, that trilogy of movies. We watched all 118 Conjuring movies up to this point. Um, so we're kind of on the hunt for another series. So we figured we'd throw these three choices out on the October Patreon poll to see which one that we might be starting next. The three choices there are Hellraiser, Phantasm, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. So three huge horror films, you know, that basically started off three pretty big series uh, throughout the years, you know, that followed after that. These will be the ones to kick it off. So if you want to vote on that, go, like I said, go join. I think it's at least at the $3 level over on patreon.com slash Show to give us your, your vote there to see what we're going to be watching in the month of November. So it'll be either Hellraiser, Phantasm, or Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Donnie, you got any preferences there on uh, where the people should vote? Man, I'm going to, you know, Phantasm is a, wow. I remember watching that on, uh, um, well, a lot of these movies I remember watching on, uh, I was I was first exposed to uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was five years old. That's actually what got me into horror, man. Oh man, I, I'd probably say Nightmare on Elm Street. But then again, you know, fucking Hellraiser, man. Uh, you know, I don't know Phantasm though. So, uh, there were so many Phantasms. Yeah. Uh, they're all unique in their own ways too. You know, yeah. so, similar in some yeah. ways, but unique all in their own ways too. So yeah. either way, I don't think you can go wrong. Smoke, what yeah, do you? Tough, what, what do you uh, favor there between the three? I think between those three, I, I mean, I, it's easy for me to go straight to Phantasm for it. Not, that it, not that to knock out any of the other ones or the importance of any of the other ones, but there's just something about Phantasm, especially that first one that, like, I can't wait till we get around to doing it. So if we don't get to do it this time, if it gets a different movie gets chosen, that's fine. All three of those are great choices. But I'll definitely be looking forward to uh, the point when we do get to Phantasm. Yeah, so like I said, it's if you... If you want to throw in your two cents, go over to patreon.com slash Show to see what we watch in the month of November. Of course, this will be the one that we will do uh, uh, schedule-wise. That will be the episode that comes at the, toward the beginning of the month. Um, hold on, I can pull up the calendar real quick to tell you. That, will, that episode will come out November 8th um, because episode 83 on November 22nd, that will be whatever Thanksgiving movie we pull out of the old archives and like we've we've already talked about before we've already done home sweet home a couple years ago uh we did blood rage last year so 
come back to see what Thanksgiving movie we can pull out of our ass this year because we <laughs> we've already seen two of the quote unquote better Thanksgiving horror movies there are. So yeah, hint, there's no great Thanksgiving horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I think we've already established that that uh, even the two yeah, that we've not, watched. Not what we've, yeah, <laughs> aren't now, all that great. I'd say they're not fun in their own right, but you know Oof, nobody's going to mistake them. Fantastic, you know, filmmaking. Blood Rage, I didn't mind too much. Home Sweet, Home Sweet Home sucked nuts. That's all. <laughs> that's that's the lowest rated movie. A, Come on. that you I get just Body by Jake like that. Come yeah, on. oh, I did. Yep, and it hit him in a stupid <laughs> club tattoo. Home Sweet Home on his on his hand. Gosh. Yeah, that's the, the stamper. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that movie! Like, and it and it and and it almost comes up every few months too. We'll say something about it. So I guess it has its own merits and its own value in that regard. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the lowest rated movie that I ever gave, because I only gave one star to that movie. And like, man, you're gonna be pretty hard pressed to find something worse than that for me on here. I'm sure we'll hit it one of these days. But man, that movie sucked. Um, uh, Donnie, did you now? Did you get back around to watching that one? Because I know Donnie. Donnie didn't get to join us at the very beginning of the spook show. He came in, you know, some episodes back. But you know what? You get we should, we should, you know watch? what we should do? We should probably do a special uh, Patreon minisode or a spook show spotlight, something where Donnie has to watch that, and we have to sit there and talk about it again. <laughs> and that's uh, Home Sweet Home. Yeah, Home Sweet Home from 1981. Uh, uh, I, I have not seen it. I'll try to find it again. I believe back when we watched it, like I said, this was oh, almost two years ago. It's on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Because um, there's not very many uh, copies of that thing floating around. Because I don't mm. think it even and ever got like a DVD release or anything, did it, Smoke? I don't think. I know it's got a VHS release, official you know, VHS release back in the 80s. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it got a DVD release. Of it. At least not in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, not to go too far down the rabbit hole there, but yeah, we ought to do something there where Donnie has to watch that because you got to witness that movie, man. Like it's it's bad. I, I'm not gonna hide hide the yeah. fact that it's bad, but like it, it'll be another fun episode because I think we did have a pretty good fun episode out of that, even though the movie sucked. Yeah, sucked so oh, bad. Yeah. But uh, hey, hey, you may like it better. I forget what your rating was for uh for uh Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter, but I you may like it better than that one, maybe. <laughs> I think I gave that a one star. I like no. You gave Donnie. You gave Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter a half a star. Oh, damn. that's the that's your lowest rated movie. Oh so, yeah. Uh, well, that that's gonna change. Yeah. Well, we, we'll get we'll get to that on the on the third anniversary special know. on Halloween. But yeah. yeah, that I'll tell you this: Home Sweet Home. We had a chance to re-rate it, and uh, we did not. That's how bad it was. Like we just we just left that alone. Cum. The cumulative score of all three of us was exactly one star. So that should tell you what we thought about that movie. That <laughs> it was bad. Was that the total? Yeah, it's not the. It's not. Yeah. The, believe it or not, it's not the overall lowest rated movie. I mean, that that belongs to End of the Dark Crawlers and Jesse James meets Frankenstein's Daughter. But I have to believe that once you watch it and you give your star rating, yeah, that might drag it down below. <laughs> it might get down there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyways. That, we're, we're, we're going on and on about Thanksgiving, and we're, and we're here yeah. in the middle of October, and we haven't even got to Halloween yet. Which I guess we should mention, on Halloween Day, uh, early that day, we will release our third anniversary spectacular uh, episode. You know, we always uh, put out our anniversary show on Halloween, so that'll be no different this year. And that is our one opportunity every year where we kind of look back 
at the year, which basically this past year, that starts with when we did episode 45, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon uh, from 2006. And we, th- this is the one time of year we have an opportunity to go back and change our star rating. We can, you know, raise it up, lower it. So that's kind of become our annual tradition to celebrate our anniversary. So we're going to be going from episode 45 all the way up till uh, Halloween Kills, which will be episode 79, you know, when, whenever that comes out and we, and we knock that episode out. Make sure you come back on Halloween, you know, ha- have your podcast catcher ready for that episode because that's always a big, big uh big episode that we do and we also kind of have a mm-hmm. retrospective where we'll play funny clips and other moments from throughout the year so i, I guess we'll go through the uh, the initial reactions and like i said before will's not with us obviously so we'll get his reactions his thoughts and his star rating and uh the kill count and all that stuff um not probably not next week since next week is our slasher roundtable episode but probably on the episode when we do halloween kills which that comes out october 25th so that's the Episode 79. So in a couple of weeks, you'll get Will's thoughts on it. But um, I guess I'll go ahead and toss to you, Donnie. What were your initial thoughts upon sitting down and watching Hack on Now, I'm assuming that this is the first time you've watched it. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually the first time uh, first time watch. I was like, okay, what could I have done with the time that I spent here? <laughs> no, it was... Uh, you could have learned uh, how to knit. Uh, yeah. Taking up smoking. It's like, eh, it was just bad. But it was funny bad. You know, like it made me laugh and probably not the not the way it was intended to. No, I don't uh, think so. I, no. I don't think comedy was in the description. I could be wrong. <laughs> Smoke, what about you? Is it, I, I think you said this is like the second or third time you watched this, right? So this obviously isn't the first go around for you. Uh, I guess you could call it the second and a half time I've watched Because <laughs> the first time I watched it was back in the day whenever it, I don't know if it's when it first came out on video or shortly after or whatever. From the video store rental thing, it was just going on the cover alone and just the ridiculous title, Hack a Lantern. You know, I had to rent that and see what that was about. And I don't think I got halfway through it. <laughs> and I just, like, I stopped it and took it back. And, I mean, at that time, you know, I was, you, you see a lot of, that time, of course, I had a lot of straight to video movies. And I'd already seen quite a few straight to video movies. Some that I thought were, you know, decent and some not so great. And this is one of those that kind of fell at the time in that, like, oh, what the hell is this? And then I, I, you know, like I said, I only watched about half of it until fairly recently, actually, on uh, Joe Bob Briggs' Shudder, uh, whichever that last season or the, the second season, whichever season was, had him doing this show, this movie. And that was the second time. That was the first time I'd seen it all the way through. And then again for the podcast, I watched it. So two and a half, well, I say two and a half times. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so what were your thoughts on was, it back then? On back then, yeah, back then it was like, like I said, I'd seen a few, quite a few straight to video movies at that point, talking about like Blood Coal, Psychos and Love, all these ridiculous titles and whatnot that were entertaining, you know, and, and fun, you know, not good, but not technically good, but entertaining and fun at, at any rate. This one was had that to a certain degree, but then, I, but not enough to keep me interested back then when I, you know, back in nineteen ninety, whatever it was. Probably ninety ninety one when I first saw it. So yeah, I didn't I didn't even make it all the way through. But this time around, re, you know, rewatching it. Of course, I've seen plenty more craftsmanship pieces. As I call them. I wouldn't put this in that category even. But uh, <laughs> it was it was more entertaining this time around than back in nineteen ninety <laughs> whatever when I first tried to watch it. At least <laughs> I'm sure it had to be more more entertaining just anticipating what we're gonna say about it. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that too. So uh, watching it with Joe Bob Briggs. 
talking about some of the stuff in it was made it a little bit even you know a little bit more entertaining I guess. But yeah, that's my initial thoughts on it. Where I didn't even get to finish the movie the first time I saw it. So at least I made it through the next two times. I had to do it for this for the podcast. And then you went to go and, get something to drink constantly and. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although yeah. I, did, I forgot this movie had, you know, back then, I'm sure I kind of remembered it, but now watching it again, that song, oh <laughs> it gets God. stuck in your head, you know, the song that's in the movie, the, the, the hair metal song. The Devil's I didn't Son. Realize, yeah, the, yeah. I didn't realize it back then, really, but I'm sure I got to that song, but I'd gotten it or whatever. This would almost be categorized as one of those uh, heavy metal horror movies, to a certain degree. I mean, it's oh, not yeah, full yeah, on, yeah, I, you, but it's still, you know. Especially uh, before I continue, before I say what I'm about to say, uh, if this is the first time you've listened to us, we are a spoiler-filled podcast. So, like, if you if you're, you've listened to this so far and you have not watched Hacker Lantern, pause this, go uh, track down a copy of Hacker Lantern, uh, which I think it's on. It was on. I watched it on Shutter. I think it was on Tubi and a couple other. Ways. There's plenty of ways to watch this, uh, even if you don't want to pay for a service. I think Tubi is free on there, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, go find a copy of it. Watch it. Because uh, you have to see this for yourself, and then come back and finish listening to this. But yeah, what I was about to say, as far as like the heavy metal horror aspect of it, like basically a full-on fucking music video just breaks out in the middle of this thing. So like, <laughs> yeah. I w- I would consider this kind of a heavy metal horror movie for sure. Yeah, I mean it's not like I said, it's not full-on like 100% throughout the movie is heavy metal and horror like Trick or Treat, or even October Blood, but it's definitely there in those scenes and yeah. quite a few of the band playing live or whatever. Definitely of the time, too. If anything, it feels older than 1988, right, in a lot of ways. It plays on that whole, you know, the satanic theme that's in it. Yep. Also yep. kind of falls into that 80s era of satanic panic involved with heavy metal and all that, too. All right, so I guess we'll go through some of the background information that I pulled up here. And uh, like I said, you know, uh, to you guys off air, if you, if you feel like you need to interject or you've got anything I don't have, you know, feel free to speak up. Hackle Lantern, 1988. Also known as, I've got a few alternate titles here. A U.S. United States alternate title was Halloween Night. Mm. I guess that one makes as much sense as, honestly, it makes more sense than Hackle Lantern does. It really does. You know, uh, <laughs> it's a good enough title. Like, I don't think there is another movie called Halloween Night, right, if I'm not mistaken. So it's it's unique that way. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's how I saw it the first time. Did it? Did you have any information on whether that was released on video originally that I way? I believe it was. Now, I could be mistaken, but I think it was released as Halloween Night, at, at least uh, some other version of it, um, because I think they may have changed it to Hack-O-Lantern sometime around then. So I'm not sure exactly what the timing of that all that is. But, yes, that is another alternate title here in the United States is Halloween Night. So you may have seen it as that. Now, I don't, I don't know I mean, if there's a different cut or anything like that, but you may have yeah, seen it. You may and have it could have been Halloween. I just that Halloween night is very familiar sounding to me. Yeah, so it could have been. Halloween have to go back night was a uh, movie released in 2006. Okay, so there eventually was a Halloween night. Uh, yeah, eventually. Uh, now oh, there okay. there is actually another U.S. title for this movie as well, Death Mask. Uh, once again, which is a better title than Hackleland. <laughs> but that's the United States promotional title, and. Uh, uh, apparently it was released on DVD here in the U.S. as Death Mask and in Australia. Depending on when and where you might have seen this, you might have saw it as Hack-O-Lantern or Halloween Night or Death Mask right here in the United States. Uh, in the U.K., 
once again, I think this is another title that's better. <laughs> I'm just going to say all these titles are better than the Hacker Lantern, okay? But in the UK, it was called The Damning. I don't know if this was part of the whole Satanic Panic, you know, video nasty stuff over there, but uh, I, I never saw anything about that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. But yeah, that's another title that's better than Hacker Lantern. And then, of course, you know, the one that we all know the best in Germany, it was called Satan's Weirderberg. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? Last I went like full. <laughs> Satan's wiener. <laughs> Sorry, I went full Swedish chef there for a second. It was called <laughs> Satan's <laughs> Satan's Wiedergebert. That was the German DVD box title. <laughs> yeah, it's still better than Hackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say, I'd be interested in watching a movie that was just called Satan's Wiedergebert. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, no, even though all those titles are better probably than Hack Lantern, nothing screams straight to video late 80s horror movie than Hack Lantern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, like, and I guess it's a fine name in and of itself, but it just has nothing to do with the movie at all. At least all those <laughs> other titles, like Halloween Night, Death Mask, the da well, I guess The Damning, may or may not, Satan's Wiedergebert. At least, <laughs> <laughs> at least they had something to do with the movie, right? Like, okay, you know, Halloween night, uh, that's when it was happening, whatever. Death mask. Okay, yeah. the, the fucking devil's mask that you keep seeing in the movie, whatever. But Hack lantern what is that in reference to? Just the grandpa riding around with that fucking truck of pumpkins the whole movie? <laughs> like, it's got nothing to do with it. Yeah, it didn't have it. It's just like, I, oh, yeah, by made, the way, this is a Halloween movie. Yeah, <laughs> at least uh, it made for a, a halfway decent, like, video cover, you know, like, it wasn't horrible. The logo and everything. <laughs> and those credits, huh? How about them? <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, it was released in the United States, direct-to-video, best I can tell, on July 30th of 1988. And it was put out by Spencer Films. It was rated R, of course. The total runtime is one hour and 27 minutes. It seems way longer than that, doesn't it? <laughs> But uh, it's one hour and 27 minutes. <laughs> now, this was the thing that kind of tripped me out. And, and I don't know if this is right. You know how sometimes you trip on these things and you're like, that may or may not sound right. But from what I could tell, the budget for this thing was five and a half million dollars. Why? I, Somebody got fucking robbed. Yeah. <laughs> where <laughs> where do they spend this money? On that mask? Lord. <laughs> one thing is, though, it, I believe it, it, had to, it was shot on film, right? It didn't look like video to me. No, it, no, it was it was definitely film. It, it might have been it, shot on like sixteen millimeter or something, but it yeah, it looked really, really old to be released in uh, nineteen eighty eight. I could never find anything about when this was shot, so it could have been. It's not unusual back in the eighties for something to have been shot and then set on the set on the shelf for two or three years. So that is possible for this. I, I don't know. I didn't see that anywhere, but some budget would go to that if it was shot on film, but not still not five million. I mean. You can still yeah, a movie on film and have and edited for less than five million. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that number is right and it doesn't sound right, but if it is, that's crazy. Like, where the hell did that money go? Like you said, somebody got ripped. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's some Swiss bank account or something open right now where somebody's still swimming in their money bin from that one because I don't because <laughs> they sure didn't. See, you don't see it on the on the on the screen, you know. Yeah. On IMDb, it has four point seven out of ten stars. You know, on their uh, uh, their review counter there. On Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter is not applicable. There wasn't enough. I think there actually was one or two critic reviews, you know, but it was, uh, you know, it had the old tomato, you know, the tomato splat on it. But there wasn't enough to aggregate a score. But the audience score over there was 36%. So 4.7 out of 10 stars on IMDb is being fairly generous to this movie, you know, 
considering mm. the music that you mentioned uh, briefly there. Two of the songs on there were the main song that you hear a couple of times, and I think that's the one that where like the music video breaks out in the middle of the movie. That was Devil's Son by DC LaCroix. Apparently that was like a female-led uh, metal band back in the 80s. Air metal band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've never heard of DC LaCroix. Have you? I had heard the name. I don't remember there being... I don't know if they had a music video on MTV at all or not. I, I did remember hearing the name. I never had any albums by them. And I, I couldn't tell you what the albums are now that they had out, but the name DC LaCroix was, was familiar to me when I read it in the credits. I didn't remember it back in the day. I would I imagine if this ever got play on like Headbangers Ball or something like that on MTV, it was probably just straight up lifted out of the movie, right? I mean, because that well, was that was pretty much long. a full on fucking music video. So I mean, you could you could have just took like four minutes out of the movie and aired that on MTV back then. Yeah, they might have. I don't I know. I definitely remember that. I would have remembered that for sure if I saw that on Headbangers Ball. Yeah, <laughs> I would have remembered that. Yeah, <laughs> if they did. I don't remember that particular song back in the day but i yeah. do remember the name from something else i mean from like i said i never had an album by them or anything and another song there, there was at least a couple other songs that i saw in the credit but another one worth mentioning here was and i think this was the song that played in the credits it was called or toward the end or something it was called against the law by the mercenaries um and, and it seems like it was a, another artist that did a couple songs that I, I i didn't write down i can't remember who, who it was but yeah i thought those were worth pointing out like you said the devil's son song at least it is you know, it's not the greatest song or whatever, but it sticks in your head. Um, a little bit, it, it, it does, it is reminiscent of, uh, uh, what was the name of the band in uh, uh, Trick or Treat? Fastway? Fastway, yeah. Yeah, it is very reminiscent of that, isn't it? Like, it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, it's com definitely comparable to that mm -hmm. sound, that kind of, uh, not full-on metal, like in the vein of Metallica and Megadeth, but more like, I get my hair metal of the day, I guess. Glam metal or whatever. I mean, yeah. maybe a little bit more metal than glam metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. like, yeah, like Fastway or like Wasp or something, somewhere in there. <laughs> Wasp. <laughs> I love some Wasp now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you badmouth we Wasp. Talking... <laughs> Before we got into this episode, we were talking, we had mentioned, there was mention of, actually, Donnie did, when y'all did the library of Josh and Donnie, <laughs> Donnie, or Donnie did Ghoulies too, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's where the Wasp had that. Uh, I think it's "Scream Until You Like It." Was it that? <laughs> was from that movie? Yeah, yeah. Which they did a video. For. You don't. You don't. I'm, uh, I'm all right. Yeah. I, I'm all right. <laughs> I got upset about Wasp. Somebody, <laughs> you don't talk shit about Blackie Lawless. <laughs> shit gets broke. I don't know. Last time I saw anything about Blackie Lawless, man, he looked pretty rough. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I know it's been yeah. you know forty years I'm, later, but uh, yeah, he's looking pretty rough. Um, and not rather here, but I know he was but before pre-COVID. They were supposed to be doing another tour. Oh wow! Of course, I don't know. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, that might that might have been merciful, uh, a mercy killing there. As far <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how well that would go these days. I don't know. Hey, you never know. You never know. It kind of like Vince I know that at some point down the road, I don't remember exactly when. At some point, I mean, he maybe he always was Christian, but at some point he made it a. Uh, I think made it be known that he was Christian and he kind of didn't start, you know, wasn't playing some of the other songs he used to do. Cause if you remember some of those other songs, it was very unchristian, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not the wasp way, very, man. So, like, you know, nine, five nasty is not exactly what you think of when you think of, of Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and that has been this week's wasp minute here on the spook show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
somebody brought it up. Oh wait, I did. I did yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, if we bring if metal comes into at some point, I'm probably going to go down a rabbit hole, a metal yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah. Awesome. Just bring up Wasp and Blackie Lawless again. Just another episode. <laughs> All right, so this was directed by Jag Mundra. He was an Indian-born director who directed uh, The Jigsaw Murders, Open House, Night Eyes, you know, a handful of other films. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away in September of 2011. But uh, I think he kind of became known for, like, uh, what, do they, what, what do they call that kind of movie? Like, erotic thrillers, kind of? Like, I guess kind of like Skinamax, skin flick type stuff, you know, like, not porn, you know, but like soft core type stuff, but like uh, they were thrillers, you know, like action thriller type movies. So like this, that kind of became his thing, you know, in the years after uh, he made Hack a Lantern. The stuff you'd see late at night on, uh, you know, like uh, USA back in the day, you know, when they used to play movies in the middle of the night or on Cinemax or something. It was written. Uh, the writer writers on this are story by David Eisenstark, who was writing as Burford Hauser, which I don't I don't know. How the hell you go from your real name being David Eisenstark to a, a pen name or surname or whatever is Burford Hauser. But he also wrote Creepazoids and Blood Nasty. And the screenplay was by Carla, Robins Carla Robinson, who was actually also the first assistant director on this movie. And this was her only credit, this movie. Yeah, this uh, movie ruined careers or, uh, you know, started them. Yeah, as these types of movies... <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you go through past episodes, there is a little bit of a trend there sometimes with these these types of movies where like it's either just a bump in the road where they went on to have other things or they just quit the business after this or were forced out. However you want to look at it, you know, the producer on this was Raj Mehratra. He produced. Yes. We'll go with that. I think he's a, another it's Indian. Better than I would have done. Uh, uh, another Indian descent fellow. I believe, um, but he produced American Rampage and Danger USA, you know, so a lot of stuff in the 80s and 90s. Uh, the cinematographer on this was Stephen Ashley Blake, who also worked on Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama, <laughs> which that is definitely one we need to get to. Oh, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> that, yeah, it's fun, and it's batshit crazy. So uh, it's right up our alley <laughs> for sure. We need to... No pun intended there with the Bolorama bit, but yeah, that, we, need, we need to check that one out. The movie stars High Pike, what a name, as Grandpa. <laughs> Say what you will, this dude is overacting, over the top, but man, he's memorable as fuck. He's chewing up the scenery left and right God. in this movie. Uh, <laughs> the, the power's in the blood! <laughs> dude, it was almost like Boss Hog. I was like, wait a second, that's not Boss Hog. It's pretty, not. Pretty close. No, he was just making the same fucking faces Boss Hog would make. <laughs> Good Lord. And, like, Smoke, correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're our, our resident uh, Satan guy. Uh, <laughs> his, uh, the, the hand sign that he keeps throwing up, like, every turn, like, give me something to drink, throws up the hand sign, you know. It's like he's worse than uh, Ronnie James Dio with it. Is he doing that right? Like, isn't that, like, the sign for, like, I love you or something like that? Like, it yeah, doesn't look right. Yeah, that it is. Yeah, with a thumb extended like that, it's technically the the hand sign. You the uh, what do you call it? Devil horns, like, whatever the fuck. Like. Yeah, yeah. Like he every time, like uh, uh, that that dinner was good. Yeah, you know, he throws up the <laughs> he throws up the hand sign in this movie. Like he's doing it left and right. 
But to me, like the whole time, I'm just like, no, he's not doing that right. I don't. <laughs> Ronnie James Dio is rolling over in his grave right now. That you're not, you're not doing it right. And you got up the, the part where they, they like their fingers meet, the two hand sign things meet. You know, at the one point, in the movie, yeah, where they put them together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. He's almost doing like a, uh, like the Spider Man. You know, Spider Man thwip. You yeah, know, with yeah. His, he's got a webs out. Yeah. yeah, except like he's not holding it flat. He's holding it up. You know, yeah. <laughs> the power's in the blood. He high pike though. He was in Blade Runner. Believe it or not, he was in Dolomite, which I thought that was fucking awesome. I saw that. I'm like, well, you you won some points there, buddy. He was in Dolomite. Yeah. Uh, he was in the movie Vamp, uh, but he passed away in September of 2006. Like, and that was the thing. Like, I don't think he did really much. Like the last you know, 10, 15, 20 years of his life. Like, you know, it's, at least it's not as far as, like, film or anything like that. I think he kind of went away in the 90s, or I think it was, or something like that, and then he passed away in September of 06. But, uh, yeah, definitely um, uh, he's, he stands out in this movie. It's, it's, it's unique. He's chewing it up, though, man. And there's a lot of that in this movie, too, right? The overacting, just the bad acting and the overacting in this movie. Speaking of which, Gregory, oh, yeah, Gregory Scott Cummins as Tommy. Now, this was his... <laughs> his first movie he was also in action usa and he was in batman returns believe it or not he had like a small role probably as one of the uh i think it was one of like the henchmen or something in batman returns mm. he was in that sylvester stallone film cliffhanger uh and he had a good run in that uh tv series bosch which i think that was on showtime yeah. or something yeah that's where i uh um Yes, that's where I remember him most most recently from. Yeah, yeah, he was in a bunch of episodes of that too. Like when mm -hmm. I when I yeah, he up. was yeah one of the detectives. I've I've never watched that show, but I always heard good things about it. Just never sat down yeah. and watched it. Katina Garner as the mom, Amanda. She was also in Hollywood Horror House, Rollerblade, and Cannibal Hookers. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Cannibal Hookers. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, not too many mentions of Cannibal Hookers here, but. <laughs> Uh, another one of those uh, straight-to-video types, like Cannibal Campout. Carla B., and that's literally her name. Carla B., like the letter B, <laughs> as Vera. As Vera. Uh, she was also in Terror Night, and I'm going to mention it again. She was in Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama. <laughs> and uh, another one that we just mentioned, uh, she was in the Jigsaw Murders. The director, Jag Mundra. He directed the Jigsaw Murders, so he brought he brought her along for this one too. And the last one worth mentioning here is Jeff Brown as as Roger. He was literally only in four things: Hacker Lantern, Sistemo La America Eterno, Lady Avenger, and Mac. That's it. Like he just went away after that. So um, that's really all I had worth mentioning. I mean, did you guys have anything else you unearthed when you were looking up anything? Because I. There. Yeah, yes. This was actually a fairly recent uh, addition to to IMDb.com, which I think you guys will find funny. Uh, this was um, Hackalander was featured uh, on an episode of The People's Court. What? <laughs> <laughs> February nineteenth, uh, twenty twenty one. I have was it? I've been looking the entire almost the entire time since uh, um, we started recording for this. Uh, just looking for the episode. I'm not looking anymore. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, I looked through the people's, uh, court YouTube page and there's just, there's just no sign of it. There's, there's just too many fucking episodes on the, on that what shit. Could, I'm just, not, I'm not possibly have brought 
that this movie up on on the people's court. I don't know. Well, I was beating the shit out of somebody, and Hacko Lantern was playing on in the background, so I just felt I needed to mention that. Anyways, Judge. Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, and and she she still has my signed DVD copy of uh, Hacko Lantern. Yeah. I want it back. <laughs> this one says featured. It's featured on the people's court. I'm just like, what the hell? That is that is odd. Like, if yeah, anybody listening weird. here has has any knowledge as to what the hell, let us know because I'd be interested in finding that out. Hurry, hurry! Step right this way, folks, for the most extravagant array of refreshment goodies ever assembled under one roof. Enjoy breathtaking, taste-tempting candies of finest quality. Enjoy popcorn exploded into tender, delicious, crispy bites of crunchy goodness. Enjoy the tops in cool, refreshing soft drinks. If you want to enjoy some refreshments, this is your opportunity. There will now be a short intermission. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So, you know, by now you know how this works. You go over to uh, audibletrial.com slash spookshow. The, uh, you sign up. They give you a credit. You can take that credit and get choose any uh, book that they have, you know, audio book they have there on Audible. Uh, if you decide, like, I, I don't want this service, I can't afford it, whatever your reasons, you can cancel, and you get to keep that one audio book. So uh, it helps us out. You get a free book out of it win-win. And if you so choose to use your credit, you can go and just type in Halloween Pumpkin and see what pops up on old Audible. And uh, here's a few examples of what I found. The Bake Shop at Pumpkin and Spice by, by Donna Kaufman and a couple other people. Uh, this is book two of the Moonbright Main series, and it's over 10 hours long. I don't know anything more about it than what I just read, so that sounds interesting enough. This looks like a kid's book, Luna the Cat and the Halloween Pumpkin by Samantha V. Hutton, and it's only seven minutes long. <laughs> so, yeah, that's got to be like a kid's book. And let's see. In her pumpkin patch, a, <laughs> a holiday. <laughs> that sounds like one. That sounds like one of those Kinemax movies. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh. pr- pretty much. It's a holiday romantic comedy, The Svensson Brothers, Book Three, by Alina Jacobs, and that one is a uh, let's see, uh, eleven and a half hours long. So I, it's a it's a romantic comedy book about being in her pumpkin patch. So if that. <laughs> So if any of that uh, uh, appeals to uh, the listeners of the old spook show here, you can go to download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audiobook. So yeah, if, uh, if you're into uh, erotic horror comedies, uh, we finally found one for you, Donnie. Yeah, so I just did a quick YouTube search just look and i i did it was a a link i skipped over um and i really shouldn't have skipped over because that would have given the answer as to why hack a lantern was uh, mentioned on the people's court um it was actually the owner of uh uh it's like it was a massacre video uh was actually suing a guy who was illegal (laughs) illegally streaming hack a lantern on a youtube website what Uh, yeah, and then, you know, the massacre video, they, they won, but it was just kind of funny uh, to mention hack-a-lantern piracy on, <laughs> on the 
both. Or... Of, of all the things that someone drug another human being to the people's court over, yeah. was streaming Hacker Lantern on YouTube. What the hell? <laughs> I didn't know it was that new. Not new of an episode because I know the Massacre Video guy. I, know, I mean, I've got the Massacre Video VHSs and DVDs. I think. Yeah, you know, but I didn't. I was thinking it was an older, like back in the early '90s, like something, you know, that you, you era said, of people's court. But yeah, no, you said it was uh, like February of like this year, right? And that February you said? of this year, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, let me see if I can. Uh, no more than what eight or nine months ago. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll go ahead and get into the movie itself now. Like, uh, uh, I didn't just watch this one, like you know, right before we recorded this. So, like, I might be forgetting some of the details. So. Maybe as we go along here, and I, you know, I don't recollect something. You guys interject, you know, if there's something else I'm, I'm forgetting about while we're talking about the movie. It starts off with uh, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this was probably my favorite part. Yeah, right out the gates, uh, you're getting Grandpa with, uh, you, you know, the young version of Tommy here, and he gives him, uh, he, he rides up, and uh, I, I forgot what he says, like, "Hey, Tommy," and he, <laughs> he gives him a pumpkin, like he's got his truckload of pumpkins. And Tommy's all excited to get a pumpkin. Then he uh, gives him like an amulet. I think it's basically like his mom's instantly pissed that Grandpa comes around. Like <laughs> yeah. they got this whole background thing that you know is is unexplained at least at first, right? Doesn't Tommy sit up on the porch and cut the pumpkin and like cuts his finger or something? And you know it really has nothing to do with anything. And then Tommy's dad comes home, and uh, he decides like he's had enough of uh, Grandpa coming around, so he's going to go confront him. And then he goes to Grandpa's farm or whatever, and uh, there's like a full-on fucking Satan cult going on. <laughs> and then they kill Tommy's dad. I think they just pull out a hammer and just knock him upside the head, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Tommy's yeah. dad's dead. So then it's like basically 20 years later, and then Grandpa shows back up again and uh, tells Tommy, like, Tonight's the night, Tommy! <laughs> <laughs> Now, I guess at this point, you realize, like, Tommy has, like, fully embraced the lifestyle, right? So, like, you gather all the information without them completely coming out and telling you that Grandpa's the leader of some Satan cult <laughs> out in the middle of, you know, bumfuck Egypt where they live. And uh, now Tommy has bought in to this, uh, to the Satan cult, and they're, and they're going to have some kind of ritual or something because now it's, like, it's Halloween 20 years later. And they're going to have some kind of ritual. Now, they never explain what the hell this ritual is, right? It's just... Yeah, mm -hmm. tonight's the night. We're gonna. This is the ritual. But like, what's it? What's the intent? Like they never. Yeah, no, they never. Yeah, <laughs> they never explain what doing, the. We're just doing some Satan. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, then you get this flashback of uh, well, like <laughs> Grandpa comes and like tonight's the night, Tommy, and then he leaves, and then the mom. All of a sudden, just steps out in the middle of the road. Like, wasn't she just at the house, like a minute earlier, like peeking around the corner, like, "Well, Grandpa's here." And then Grandpa pulls away in, the, in his pumpkin truck, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she just steps out in front of the truck in the middle of the road, and he gets out and like starts feeling her up. And then there's this weird flashback because that's his daughter, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this weird flashback of uh, apparently, like on her wedding day, they have sex or something, and I, and I guess you put two and two together that like. Tommy is his kid, right? So, from him having sex with his daughter on her wedding day, like, good lord, this is some fucked up stuff. <laughs> yeah, give it to me, baby. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, then now you're introduced to uh, his sister. Tommy has a sister named Vera, 
and her friend Beth. Tommy has this whole heavy metal dream. Like the mom's like beating on the door. Tommy, I need to talk to you. And he's like, I can't hear nothing. And just puts the <laughs> and just puts like the uh, you know the Walkman on, and he's playing this tape. And that's where uh, uh, the Devil's Son by DC Lacroix <laughs> is playing. And like it's a full on like it just devolves into a fucking heavy metal fever dream here for like the next four or five minutes. Like, how do you describe this damn video? Like. <laughs> <laughs> this woman comes dancing in like her. She's got like the uh, the the six arms of a, a you know an Indian goddess or something like that. And um, then then all of a sudden it, 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 there's a jump cut and she's got a gigantic tongue and <laughs> there's all kinds of weird fuckery afoot in this. Like and, and I, I don't even know what the hell is supposed to symbolize. Right? There's a band playing. They're they're playing the song and everything. And for some reason Tommy's like the lead guitarist or something like that. Then they just get zapped with lightning, and they all disappear, and he's standing there, like, <laughs> facing off with her, like, while he's playing the guitar. And then she knocks him down and chops his fucking head off with a pitchfork. <laughs> None of this makes sense. None of it. I mean, it's something to behold, but it makes no sense whatsoever. So then after this, uh, you, you, real, you get introduced to his... He has a brother named Roger, and he's a cop, so... Apparently he grew up on the straight and narrow and Tommy's like a, you know, fucking loser, weirdo, heavy metal Satan guy. He goes in to talk to Tommy and, his, <laughs> and he lives in like this weird fucking side, I don't even know what the hell it is. It's not even like a basement, right? It's just like this little side shed or something that's attached to the house that Tommy lives in. And it's just, you know, some dinky ass room. Tommy comes in to talk to him and then they, he finds like a, a fucking devil shrine in Tommy's closet. Did he show it to him? He's like, here, look what I got over here. I don't even know if he shows it to him or not, or he's just looking around and he sees it like, Tommy, you know, like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> and the end of that scene. So then uh, Nora, which is Tommy's girl, she's in the shower. And then the dude with the devil mask shows up and scares her. So she lets him in because she thinks it's Tommy. Uh, turns out, you know, you don't know who it was, but the dude just takes like this weird, like crooked pitchfork. And just fucking stabs her in the head with it. <laughs> As she's like butt naked on the couch. Like, uh, give it to me, baby. And then like, he just comes across with this weird like pitchfork. And just stabs her right in the fucking head. So uh, she's dead. So then his sister, Tommy's sister Vera. She's there having her having sex with her. Or at least about to have sex, right? With her boyfriend. Then Tommy just comes in and starts beating the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and then throws him out. Like, this is out of nowhere. Like... She's screaming like, Tommy, no. And then he just like starts punching the dude and like, get the fuck out. You know, and he just kicks him out. And then the guy's like, oh, and just kick rocks, you know, kicks rocks and leaves. I know it, even in my descriptions, it sounds like it's all over the place. The movie is like this. Like, it's just like, what the fuck? Like these scenes have nothing to do with anything. They're not connected. It's just, here's a bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> the guy with the devil mask, as uh, so her boyfriend's name was Brian. Brian's like, you know, motherfucker. And, you know, kicking rocks and shit as he leaves. And... Dude, he's walking through a cemetery, and then the dude with the devil mask shows up again. And like, that, does he trip and fall into a like an empty grave, or or uh, I can't remember. He ends up in an empty grave, and yeah, then the dude. I don't know if he. Well, I can't remember whether he pushed him in or he fell. Regardless, he's he's in an empty grave, and then the dude with the devil mask like comes up with a shovel. And did you notice the trajectory of the shovel kill is all wrong? Like he lifts it up over his head, like he's gonna hit him in the top of the head with it, right? Like flat side bonk. Yep. But then when it comes down, bam, like shovel straight into the head. <laughs> it's all off. So Brian is dead. 
And there's really no rhyme or reason to any of this so far, right? Like these people that are dying and everything. Then the mom, like, there's like the scene of the mom working really hard, Amanda, uh, like in the, like an apple orchard or some shit. And did you notice she's wearing like high heels as she's out there like <laughs> working in the fields? Then who doesn't wear high? <laughs> well, apparently in this in this weird ass Satan town farm farm town that they live in, they do. So then uh, there's this random Satan ritual, you know, back at the old uh, grandpa's farm, I guess, uh, where they bring in this woman and they brand her on her ass. <laughs> <laughs> then you cuts to uh, Roger, you know, that's uh, his cop brother, and Beth, who is his sister Vera, that's her friend. Roger and Beth just go out to a graveyard and have sex. I don't, I don't know, man. Just out of nowhere, like, people getting people getting stabbed in the head with shovels, fucking branded on the ass, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Roger and Beth just go out to the graveyard to have sex. Uh, I guess Halloween, right? That's the only explanation for any of this. And we can't even br blame 1985 that we know of on this. It's just... <laughs> this is just 1988. All right, so then you get that one of the... One of the more awkward... Two, I guess two of the more awkward scenes of the movie is the stripper at this party so there's like a it's like the town halloween party like you know what i mean like it's like th there's this big halloween party going on in town and it to me it, it's like something that the town council would put on or something you know like <laughs> here's the punch bowl here's the fucking pin the tail on the donkey and you know everybody dress up oh and there's going to be a stripper that shows up and has this weird awkward strip strip tease <laughs> thing like right in the middle of the party <laughs> it's it's really weird and if if that wasn't awkward and weird enough, all of a sudden a fucking comedian pops up out of nowhere outside, and it's like a full on like two or three minute long. It just devolves into this guy's stand up comedian or uh, you know his, his stand up routine. The comedian his and by the way, it's bad. It's very bad. It's not funny. It's it's cringeworthy at, at best, right? It's it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. From what I could find, the the comedian's name was Wild Bill Tucker. I don't know if he's any funnier in, in you know, his real stand-up or in real life, but in this scene, it's bad. It's just very bad. <laughs> Apparently, according to uh, Joe Bob Briggs, I, I, you know, I watched it on Shudder, and Joe Bob was talking about him, and he said he knew him from the stand-up, because I guess Joe Bob himself did some stand-up and stuff around that time. And uh, <laughs> he said he was, he was it didn't, they didn't capture it in this movie, but he said the guy was actually pretty funny. A lot funnier than what the movie portrays or at least the jokes that they use in the movie portrayed and the way they shot them. I guess I, I hope for his sake, it's just I, I I guess it's just because it just comes so far out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like like what the hell is this all of a sudden like this guy's cracking jokes and then goes into a routine out in yeah. front of everybody. It's <laughs> yeah. just what, what the shit is this, you know? <laughs> it's just so random. Go back to the graveyard sex. That's more entertaining than this. <laughs> it definitely it just breaks it. Not that the movie had a whole lot of momentum going for it, but whenever it goes to that, like, it's just out of the blue a comedy routine, a very painfully obvious. Both of these, yeah, like, like you said, not that it had any momentum, but both these scenes just kill any momentum it did have. Like first the weird yeah. stripper scene, and then immediately following this weird comedian stand-up scene in the, you know, like what what the hell's going on here? What kind of party is this? So sister Vera and Beth, they you know, or uh, get together because they're going to the Halloween party. And then they, uh, I think they walk through the graveyard, right? And they trip and fall or whatever. No, no, there's like a mound of dirt and there's a hand sticking out of it. And they pull it out and it's, they find Brian's body. So they go freaking out, you know, and run to the party. This is Sister Vera. She's like, no, fuck this. I know what, what this is. This is uh, Tommy and Grandpa's cult or whatever. So 
they go down to grandpa's farm or whatever to confront the cult. Basically, grandpa's like, uh, you know, you made us do this. We're going to have to kill you. And then <laughs> Tommy, do it. And <laughs> Tommy won't do it. Like, he actually saves her. Like, they're about to sacrifice her, and he saves her. And, uh, you know, they get out of there. Uh, and now they've just shunned Tommy because he wouldn't do the, you know, he wouldn't do the whole bit. So he just runs away <laughs> uh, into the night. Uh, Vera and Beth, even though they just found a corpse, and even though they just had a run in with a fucking cult, uh, they decide to go to the damn party anyways. <laughs> and then they tell Roger, remember that's the brother who's a cop, what's going on. So they he gets the other cops and they go out to the farm and uh, they go out there and they find no cult. Like, there's no sign of all this shit going on. Meanwhile, uh, the the guy, one of the, uh, or the guy in the devil mask shows up to the party and there's this, uh, there's this woman there just wearing like a corset. He just tightens the corset like really tight <laughs> and then stabs the lady like in the back in the bathroom and just leaves her body there. Then he goes over or uh, as they're still there in the bathroom, Beth, remember that's uh, the sister Vera, that's her friend. She is in the bathroom and like that. Meanwhile, that lady's just sitting over in the corner like, you know, they just think she's like drunk and passed out or whatever, but she's dead. Uh, Devil Mask sneaks up behind Beth and strangles her out and then hangs her in the closet. That's when Vera finds them and starts freaking out. You know, all hell starts to break loose at this point. Uh, then there's one of the best pitchfork machete fights in Devil Mask that you'll ever see. Uh, <laughs> not, not that there was ever another one before or since, but yeah, there's a full-on fucking two dudes in a Devil Mask, one with a pitchfork, one with a machete, fighting each other. And... One of the devil masks falls off the uh, like the little stairway there, and it turns out it's yeah. Grandpa, and he's dead. But or you know he dies, I should say. But right before he dies, he touches Roger on the for on the forehead, <laughs> and said, "It's in the blood." And then <laughs> you, you see this little red dot on his forehead, and then he yeah. he dies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> devil sign. <laughs> And Roger, the cop, you know, remember who just got touched in the forehead there, he shoots the other guy in the devil mask, or the other person in the devil mask. He shoots him as they run away. Uh, then devil mask stumbles into the woods and then takes the mask off, and it turns out it was uh, Tommy's and Roger and Barry. It was their mom, Amanda, uh, wearing the mask. Tommy comes up in the woods and finds her just as she dies on her husband's grave, right? Because remember her... Her husband was killed by grandpa or whatever in the, in the old yep. flashback at the beginning. Um, she dies on his grave. And uh, then we have a scene of uh, Roger is now the cult leader. You know, he turns around and he's, we welcome the night. And then, <laughs> and then credits, the end. So, who boy, Hack-O-Lantern, 1988. Donnie, I guess I'll toss to you first. Uh, what's your star rating? What'd you think? Oh, man, this movie's hilariously bad. Star, uh, I'm gonna give it a star just because it made me laugh, but uh, it it this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> this, they're gonna put that when they finally release like a special edition Blu-ray. <laughs> the quote, the quote from All American Spook Show podcast: "It fucking sucks," says Donnie. All American Spook Show. So one star. <laughs> yeah, uh, I give it a star. Smoke. What do you think? Well, like I said, I, what, the first time I tried to watch it was I got halfway through it. Then I watched it again with Joe Bob, got all the way through it, and I, got, I could appreciate where they were, I don't know what to say, where they were going with it. I could enjoy it, at least. I watched it all the way to the end. And then the, the third time when we watched it for the podcast, not that it was got any better at that point. But, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. It was straight to video. 
it had its entertaining moments. It had a uh, the heavy metal song was memorable, if not like great. I mean, it was it definitely is memorable. Like I I kind of like add that song into my Halloween heavy metal playlist listening now. It I mean it's not a, it's not a bad tune. It's pretty good, you know, as far as like that yeah. type of tune you know goes. Yeah, yeah, that sort of hair metal stuff, or whatever. You know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely memorable. I can't help hearing that song and. As soon as I hear it outside of the context of the movie, the scenes from that the heavy metal music video they make in the movie <laughs> pop in my head. So. Yeah. So that was definitely memorable. Uh, we're not getting to the gore score yet, but, you know, it, 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 it's got its moments. It, at least they didn't skimp on some of that. I mean, they knew what they were making straight to video. They better do some splatter scenes and stuff. So, I mean, I'll go with one and a half stars. I echo your sentiments. That's exactly what I'm going to give. I'm going to give it one and a half stars. I didn't hate the movie. It just wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> just wasn't good, says Josh from the All American Spook Show podcast. At best, you can say this was poorly constructed. There's not much of a plot to speak of here. There's no, you know, <laughs> there's no motivations for any of this shit going on other than Grandpa lo- loves Satan. I guess I don't know. I mean, it, it's a mess, but it's an entertaining mess. You know, as far as like you know these '80s video popcorn flicks go. You know, so I mean, there, there's some fun to be had. Yeah. The, the music's not terrible. I mean, like. Uh, we have watched worse, I guess, here on the show. You know, not not a whole hell of a lot worse, but we have watched worse, for sure. We talked about one earlier with Home Sweet Home. I would definitely watch this before that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that should tell you how bad Home Sweet Home is. But it'll be interesting to see what Will has to say about it. I mean, I, I would imagine he's probably not going to be far off from what we're saying here, you know, just based on what I know his tastes are. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll find out here, here in a couple weeks when we get his thoughts. But... Uh, Donnie, I guess I'll, I'll first toss to you. Connections from the crypt. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got? Oh, man. So with the uh, crypt connections, what we do is we connect the current movie uh, episode by any cast or crew connections uh, to past Spook Show episodes. Um, and this episode, Hack a Lantern, uh, for the first time ever, actually ties a Patreon minisode to Hack a Lantern. Oh, okay. um, Patreon minisode number 24. Uh, it's where Smoke um, uh, covers Rocktober Blood. Uh, it's Bill Weistrom uh, created the mask for October Blood, and he also created the mask for Hack a Lantern. It's probably the most interesting part of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Say what you will uh, about the movie itself, and we just did. Uh, <laughs> that, that mask is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Is that the same? Is that the same guy that that was the uh, the episode you did on the library about that mask that sits behind you on the shelf, right, Smoke? Is that the same guy? Same mask I'm thinking of. I know well the company was B something Studios, but I haven't. I can't remember. The, if I can't ever came across the sculptor's name for it necessarily for that mask right now. And that may be very well be, cause that definitely looks like other masks from be something studios. Yeah. But yeah, as far as the sculptor's name, I can't recall the sculptor's name of that. That mask was called Fang Face, the one that they used in a uh, Rocktober blood. And, and this one, they just called it baboon's ass. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting pull, you know, not going from a podcast episode, but, uh, yeah. connecting to that. So that, uh, good pull on that. Uh, Will's not here to give the kill count. I didn't really do a count, but I, I wouldn't imagine it's very many. So we'll go ahead and skip towards uh, the gore score from you, Smoke. Gore, gore score. score. 
All right, well, well, we got a little bit juicier one this time, at least, too, with the gore store. Yeah, of course, the splatter effect, I mean, they're, they're cheaply done, but at least they're fairly plentiful. And, you know, when I say cheaply done, they're kind of like on the, I guess, like kind of on the level of like a Herschel Gordon Lewis type splatter, right? Nothing is, nothing is mean-spirited looking or very realistic looking. So what you get is, is, is the over-the-top hyperbolic sort of, you know, splatter gore that I, like I said, equate with Herschel Gordon Lewis. Uh, it's kind of, you know, Fun set pieces or whatever, uh, but I would go, I guess, with a. You pretty much have to go with a seven on the gore score on this one. Like I said, it's kind of it's pretty juicy, if not very, you know, well done splatter effects. They're, they're at least plentiful. So yeah, I would go with a seven on the gore score for uh, Hackland. I guess that'll pretty much uh, put a bow here on uh, Hacko Lantern. And like I said, we'll get Will's thoughts, you know, in the kill count and everything uh, here in a couple weeks because we've already done the slasher roundtable, and that's what will be coming next week, episode seventy-eight. But episode 79 in two weeks on October 25th will be the very recent release, Halloween Kills, which comes out October 15th, I believe it is. And that will be uh, in theaters, of course, but I believe it's also going to be released on Peacock streaming service, you know, NBC's streaming service uh, on the same day. So, you know, I'm sure that's going to be one of the big ones of the uh, of the season, so to speak. So we're going to be talking about that one. And this is a follow-up to Halloween, which came out, I think that was 2018, right, Smoke, that we've already talked about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was 2018. And that was all the way back in Episode 6. We already talked about that one. And we all felt pretty good about that one at the time. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what we think about this one. And, and Donnie, we didn't, you weren't on the show back then, so we didn't get your thoughts nope. on that one. Have you ever, did you get a chance to see that one? I, I did not, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. You definitely need to check that out before you watch this one, for sure, because... Basically, the premise of these is like you had the first Halloween movie from, you know, back in, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween, what, 78, 79, whenever that came out. Yeah. Then the one that came out in 2018 basically picks up from that point. Like, so it it basically imagines that all the other Halloween movies didn't happen. So, like, you got the original and now this one from 2018 and now this one. So this technically in that timeline, I guess this would be the third Halloween movie, um, Halloween Kills. So... Uh, but the obviously unspoilery generic IMDb synopsis, because the movie hasn't released yet, reads, The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. And it's once again directed by David Gordon Green, uh, you know, based on John Carpenter's and, and Deborah Hill's characters, and he wrote it again. So pretty much the same team of folks coming back, you know, everybody reprising their roles, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, on and on. So... Uh, we're all looking forward to this one. Come back in two weeks for that. And like I said, to, as a primer there, go back and listen to episode six. You know, all the way back uh, when we talked about that one. I think it actually came out in like early 2019, that episode, um, when we talked about that. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that one, dig back in the archives for that to get ready for Halloween Kills and watch it in advance. But like I said, don't forget, next week, episode 78, Slasher Roundtable, where we talk about some of our favorite slasher movies and stuff. Uh, we'll be going over that uh, right here on the podcast feed, 6 p.m. East, next Monday, October 18th. That'll be coming out. So uh, as per usual, don't forget YouTube, patreon.com slash Show, all the socials, all that stuff. And uh, come back with us, you know, Tuesday on Patreon. Wednesday we'll be live, Deadline Horror News on YouTube. And come back next Monday for a- another edition of All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast. So for Donnie and Will, who couldn't be with us, and the Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. 
please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.